Hey, what's up, everybody? Adam Nitty here. I've got Richie Martinez with me, and Richie played on the title track for this new record, The World is Loud. Um, man, I, I, I'm so excited that he's a part of this, and, and I, out of all the other players that are on this album, I probably don't know Richie as long as some of the others, but um, it's really cool how we got to know each other. I got hip to his band from a former bass student of mine, and... Um, He's now one of my all-time favorite musicians, and he does much more than, than just music. We're, we're actually cut from the cl same cloth in a lot of ways, which we'll get into at another time. But um, Richie, thanks for, thanks for doing this, man. And um, so cool to have you on that track. As, as I said, it's, it's the title track. Um, I would love, like from your perspective, I'd love to hear kind of what, what your approach was to this and just how you made this, this track happen. And as people are going to hear, it is a super energy filled, intense track. And I attribute most of that to you, but can, do you have anything, any feedback um, related to that? Yeah. Well, firstly, dude, I'm, I'm glad I get to be here. <laughs> For sure. It's always a blast hanging out. Um, the world is loud. And it is, <laughs> and it definitely is. And it has been for a while and it's getting louder. And the track is so purposefully titled uh, because it's full of energy. It's big, it's powerful, it's quick, it's in your face. It's I mean, it's, it's fun. It's like literally having a, a whole cup of coffee. That's <laughs> how it feels. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I had, I downed a coffee before that. Anytime I do a session, I have to, you know, I go, I brew my coffee, I do my thing and then boom. And then we just go for it. And, uh, this song is so much fun to play. It's funny because the it's the, the tempo is is it's an up tempo song, so filled with energy. And it's funny because I was listening to the drum grooves because you wrote some awesome parts that I got to that I got to play and, and kind of like make my own. And so I was like, oh, this is cool because it's really second, and it leaves you really wanting a lot. You know, and then you get, oh, I mean, oh, dude, I can, I mean, I could rant about it forever because oh, it, it's so tasty. And, and those bass parts, I mean, dude, we're just, we're in there. We're in that moment and we're there. So it's a, it's a fun one. Um, yeah, I cannot wait to do is. that, that one live. But, um, yeah, man, what you brought to the table, I can't wait for, for everyone to hear. It looks like you're seated in your drum studio, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, yeah. is that actually where you, where you track the tune? Yeah. Yeah. So this, this kit behind me is a brand new Mapex Saturn evolution that just what well, it just released like two days ago. Cool. Um, but I've, I've been using Mapex Saturn kits for a while. So actually what I used on the track, uh, is a Mapex Saturn four, I believe it's one of my favorite kits. It's over here. And, uh, it's so purposeful because it's like, it's a maple walnut finish or a maple walnut configuration rather. And so you get that traditional warmth from maple and then the walnut adds a really nice balance across the entire frequency range. So mid, low, high, it's like really nicely balanced. So for tracks like this that are quick and up-tempo, these shells are so purposeful. Um, so yeah, the sound that like tone, tone behind like choosing these drums and all that for the track is just so fun to pair them together. Um, yeah, but this is my drum room. I, I just recently redid it. So I've got a kit here 
in front of me. I just got a Roland. I signed with Roland. Oh, congrats, man. Thank you. Like a month ago or two months ago. And I got my electric kit. And so now it's starting to become a thing. We were talking about the PC build. I've got, I'm, you know, got a new chair, dude. Yeah, you're like a new man. That's, that's, I'm like a new man. I have a new baby. She's like four weeks old. Oh, congrats, man. And it's just a whole bunch of new things. And so so. cool. Well, man, (laughs) thanks again for your, for sharing your, your talents on, on this album. Um, dude, yeah, we're going to talk a lot more about, about what you did. But, um, can you tell people how to get in touch with you? And, um, once they hear you play on this, if they don't already know who you are, and there's going to be some people who probably want to do what I did and, try to incorporate yes. some of your talent onto their projects, but how can they get totally. into it? Well, okay. So uh, for anyone that's on social media, uh, on Instagram, I'm Richie the drummer. That's R-I-C-H-I-E, by the way. There is no T in my name, people. Uh, very, <laughs> important, very important point. <laughs> very, I learned that that's a UK way of spelling Richie. I recently learned that. I didn't anyway, know that. that I, I, I digress. Uh, and my email address is Martinez at gmail.com r-i-c-h-i-e dot a dot m-a-r-t-i-n-e-z at gmail.com awesome man and the band that you play with is phenomenal what's the name of your band arch echo that's right arch echo we we like to we like to play the prog yeah man that's how i got turned on to you uh originally so awesome man so great to have you thank you bless you bless your family and uh we will chat again soon for sure all right man Cool. Boom. Thank you, man. So if you have time, let's, let's talk some more. Um, let's do it. What's up, everybody? Adam Nitty here again with you. We've got Richie Martinez, amazing drummer with us. He played on the title track of my new album, The World is Loud. Um, saying he played on it is, is probably not doing it enough justice. It's probably safer to say he destroyed it in a good way. So uh I'm, I'm super excited about this. What, what you will hear is, is a really high energy track that is, is driven so much by what um, Richie was playing. But um, so we had a, we had a little tiny interview a while back and, and, you know, just kind of introduced you and talked about some, some basic things related to the tune, but man, I'm, I'm super fascinated by the whole nerdy side of, of, of what you all do, um, you know, with, with remote recording and in terms of, getting your sounds and stuff like that. Um, I know you mentioned at one point you had some new gear and you had some, um, maybe some new endorsements as well. Um, you're in your, your drum recording room right now, man, can you tell us kind of what you used on, on the world is loud. And if maybe if you're willing to share any like little secret tips that help you to, to get such a great sound. I mean, I have to tell you, I'm not just saying this, um, it was a pleasure mixing your drums in terms of how easy it, it was. And that's not always the case. And this, this album, I think I have, I think there's five or six drummers on this record. And those of you who've ever done any sort of recording or engineering, you'll know that at least from where I'm sitting, like the drums are the most important element of the recording. It's like if, if, if they go down poorly or if they sound bad, it's really tough to get the whole track to really glue and, and sound great. But if the drum sounds are really, really awesome, there's, there's good sonic space and, and it's not stepping on bandwidth of a million other things. Like it's so much easier to, to mix a tune. And so something you're doing over there or something you're, you're hearing 
really helps. And, and the, the word that comes to mind at, when I'm remembering when I was mixing this, this tune, there's a lot of, there's a lot of isolation um, between them. Of course, you know, like recording a drum kit, there's going to be bleed, but you're, the way you recorded your drums, there was, there was like significant isolation, which really allowed smaller fader movements to make significant differences. But man, I just, I just want to pick your brain. Like, talk to me about, talk to us about your, your recording process for the tune and how you did what you yeah. did. So thank you. First of all, it's very kind. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do take a lot of pride in, in spending time on drums. I feel like, so even like with Arch Echo even, or, or any session that I do, I'm very purposeful about tuning drums. I, I you would you would think that'd be more obvious, but um, choosing your shells and then tuning your shells to the correct fundamental note and timbre is a game changer. Um, not every drum will be happy in a certain frequency that is not welcoming, right? And so, trying to force a drum outside of its comfort zone is, I think, the first step that that drummers skip over um i mean obviously i can talk about the fact that the kit that i was using uh was a saturn 4 and if it wasn't a saturn 4 it was a saturn 5 but they're both maple walnut configurations right so your maple gives you that traditional warm control that warmth um a really nice dynamic low end um, and then the 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 walnut the presence of walnut really allows for overall balance in the high, mid, and low range, frequency range, right? So it's a very controlled sound. This kit that I have right now is a birch walnut finish. So you have the same walnut characteristics, but because it's birch, it has a higher, uh, uh, a high frequency range definition, and it has a, a really good punch. So it's very bright and punchy so with a good So don't mean to interrupt you, but for the people yeah. who don't know, when you talk about two woods together with your shells, you're referring to a laminate that two pieces of wood laminate together. Like, can you explain to people like where right. the different woods are? Cause that's so fascinating it, stuff. The layers. So they're essentially layers. So different drum manufacturers or different builds will do like an inside layer of like, if I took a shell and I were to show you the bearing edge, you'd see the different layers that are all then glued stuck together. Um, with the maple walnut stuff, I believe the outside layers are maple and the inside are walnut. It's either that or vice versa, one of the two. But also, you know, the way that the veneer works on the shell is going to affect the characteristic of how the sound travels through the drum and all that stuff. Um, and so that's important. Choosing your shells is very important. And then tuning is is huge. You can You can have a drum that's tuned extremely well and that will work wonders for you. Um, you don't even, I mean, I'm in my home in, in this drum room, uh, you know, I'm not in a crazy, super expensive studio and just controlling, first of all, making sure you're, you're tuning things correctly. And then also performing correctly and appropriately to the room is going to allow for a great sound. Um, even more of a greater sound whenever you have the opportunity to go to your local studio or something. I mean, geez, uh, the possibilities are endless. So, you know, the gear I'm, I'm also, I've been using Mapex Saturn for a while and I, I love those kits. Um, they just, they're so consistent and, and I love recording. So whenever I get to spend time creating a sound, 
is just it's really enjoyable. So that's yeah, awesome. it's been I love those kits. They're great. Is there anything unique that that you do when you when you track your drums um, in order to I don't know give it some sort of special sauce that may not exist in you know the way some people's methods are um, yes set up actually yes and uh, all right here's my secret sauce okay okay I try not to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we've been partaking of the same sauce. The same sauce. That's dude. insane. It's wow. the same sauce. Um oh. yeah, man. No, but seriously, I do I I am very big and we've talked about this I think in the past, but I'm really big on practicing and 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 improving my my tools because if you have man, do the right tools for the right job, right? This is a this song is up tempo. Like if I weren't if I were not comfortable with up-tempo songs, oh my goodness, this would be a nightmare, you know? And so honestly, uh, and I tell this to my students all the time as well. It's like, there are certain things in your game. There are certain holes in your game that we got to find. And then we got to rebuild. We don't patch the holes because some guys will patch holes in their game. You don't patch them. You rebuild to where it's, it doesn't even exist. It's not patched. It just is part of the foundation. That's like, a great, you've got a solid great analogy. I love that. And, and, and I love spending time on things that I'm not good at. For example, double bass. I don't think I'm good at double bass. And so I force myself out of my comfort zone because, okay, uh, I'm finishing up a project right now that has some double bass parts in it that I wouldn't have been able to record a year ago. Mm -hmm. So when the, these opportunities come to you, you have to make sure you don't suck. <laughs> and I love to tell my students that because it's like, there's nothing more motivating. I mean, for me, there's nothing more motivating than having a little ember, a little fire lit under your bottom. Like, hey, you probably should get up and go do something. Yeah. Because complacency, and I say this all the time, but complacency is a cup filled with poison. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes we sip on it and it really, really eats away and and deteriorates our skill and our motivation and all that. And as great as it is to tell people like push forward and keep rocking, you're doing great. Sometimes you gotta be like, Hey man, are you sucking? And yeah. if you are, let's work on it together. Cause then, Oh man. Then whenever you get to play something, you're playing speaks for itself. And then you combine that with awesome gear. Cause we know gear is important. Um, but this drum drum set right now here, take a listen. It's not doing anything. You got to sit on the kit. You got to, yeah. you got to hold that base. You got to, you know, you know, this, you know, I know you get this. It's like, you man. have to sit on that instrument and you've got to make it work. Yeah, you, man. I, it, it's so true. And my, you talk about those embers, man, that the, the, uh, embers that had the highest temperature in my, in my, uh, upbringing as a, as a player were the ones in which, um, I was burned or humiliated by the situation or by a, a musician calling me out on something. I agree. I agree and, you know, these are stories and these are for another video, but uh, these are stories that are, are still to this day embarrassing to tell. But as angry as I was and as, you know, as embarrassed as I was back then, not that it'll never happen again. I mean, it could happen again next week. You know, you never know. Sure. 
But um, as, as painful as that was, those were the things, they were that, that motivation that, that, like you said, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to suck. I want to be good. What do I got to do to fix this? And, and um, man, it, it, I, just, I just remember going into, uh, going into practice rooms at, at school when everybody else was still at home and just staying for hours and hours and hours, just trying to force like sight reading ability, which I was really weak on. And, you know, I started school. I was trying to get, I'm trying to get competent at that or, or technique stuff or, or whatever, just trying to muscle through those things. And um, the motivation, it's uh, call it positive or negative. I mean, it, 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 it most strongly arose from those instances where I was like magnifying glasses on me and exposing my weaknesses. Mm. So. Yeah, you know, it's something that I love to make a comparison to, and um, I, I've I've been doing this in in my lessons more and more. But most of us would consider taking a sidekick to the liver a really bad experience. <laughs> but when you take enough sidekicks to the liver, you're gonna realize that you should probably work on your defense. Yes, and you wouldn't know that otherwise. It's the same thing with music. In martial arts, we learn. You know, if you don't slip a punch, you're going to get caught. Well, but that's more real world. You you see that. It happens over and over in sparring. Oh, you keep getting – why do I keep getting caught with the jab? Oh, I got to work on that. And you work on it, and then you don't get caught with the jab. Well, in music, you got to do the same thing. Man, I I keep hiccuping. You know, whenever I play 7-8 at 155 BPM, there's a hiccup that happens, like something in my muscle, you know. Drummers, you know what, I talk, what I'm talking about. When your bass drum pedal is just like at that awkward tempo that it wants to rush and it wants, you know. You work on that because someone's going to call you one day and say, hey, I've got a song for you, and they're going to send it. It's going to be 7-8 at 155, and you're either going to, you know, fall on your face, and it's going to hurt. It hurts your pride. But the, the pain, imagine if we didn't have pain receptors. You know, we, we wouldn't know what to stay away from. There's nothing better than really, really hurting your pride because it teaches you how to be humble in that moment. But it also teaches you how you can improve. I mean, the best educators, and I know, I know you relate to this, but the best educators are constantly looking to develop and to learn because that's how you, that's how you yourself get to the place where you're satisfied with yourself. Yeah, that's so great. And whether anything that I try to do whether it's music or anything that I involve myself in, I think it's fun to embrace the things that I'm bad at and try not to have them be weaknesses in a year's time. You know, you have um, one of the things that marks you as, as an exceptional musician, you've got a, you've got a stronger than normal work ethic. And, you know, I've and through, throughout my career, I've met a handful of folks like that. It's not the majority, you know, there are, there are a lot of excellent musicians and world-class musicians. Obviously not everybody has the same work ethic and some things come to people easier than others. Um, everybody's different. Where does, I mean, you got an intense work ethic, man. You are always pushing. Where does that come from? Is that a, is that like an upbringing thing or is that just how you're wired? Man, you know what? I, <laughs> I think, okay. So it's, if I were to give a, a mixed answer, I would give a couple answers. So firstly, I growing up as a kid, I really always in lo loved practicing. There are things that I'm really bad at being diligent in, and there are things that I just love the challenge of. And like my dad, 
has always been hardworking and is hardworking. Like I, I, I look at my dad, I'm like, man, I wish I, I was as hardworking as him. <laughs> so I guess I, I take that. And, uh, God has given us all abilities and gifts in life that you are either going to squander and waste away or you're going to utilize and build upon, right? Amen. And you know, we've been given we've been given oxygen in our lungs, we've been given two hands, two feet, a brain that works. And so are we going to waste away the gifts that were I didn't ask for my hands they were given to me and so am i going to waste away what was given to me or am i going to try to enjoy take these uh, they, these possibilities of opportunity and run with them i love the challenge of things i mean i i've been doing mma i'm doing music you know i'm trading in the stock market you know i'm a dad and a husband i it's fun taking on challenges and yeah. that's not to say that's not to say that i don't have days where i'm like oh, this, oh man you know more i gotta do i gotta do this and i gotta do this but i i really do believe and i and i tell people you just gotta put put your money where your mouth is and put in some hours and you can do it it's all here you know the the average human being has the same quick twitch muscle or similar quick twitch response it's not like somebody's naturally 400 BPM faster than the other person. You got to work your way there. And I love, especially to younger guys, I love telling younger guys, hey, snap out of it, man. You Don't waste away your time. You've been given these opportunities. Um, and if you're not given opportunities, you create them. You create them. You create them. You, you got to be diligent. You got to be intelligent. You got to move forward. And that should drive you. I find motivation in, in difficulties. I find motivation difficulties because the challenge is what's going to prove, you know, how, di how diligent you really are going to be. It's the fiery trials, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's touring being shut down for nine <laughs> months. It's really going to yes. challenge how, how creative are you going to be? What are you going to do for income? How are, you know, and dude, we're all living the same thing right now. That's right. It's and a great equalizer. Find out. This is where we find out what we're made of. We should be grateful and rejoicing in these times because they teach us more about us than we could ever expect. Yeah. Every conversation I've had with uh, my musician brothers and sisters when we're just sort of, you know, commiserating or sharing experiences, you know, this, this year, without fail, you know, every single person has got some positive, um, some positive result from looking back, um, you know, at what's been going on in terms of how they've, how they've met certain challenges, uh, really unexpected blessings have, have come out of this. Um, and that's, it's hard to ignore that, you know, we, we've got to remember that. There was, um, there was a little bit of nuance in something you were saying before I wanted to draw attention to. You were, you were talking about the idea of, of practicing and using an example, like identifying, oh, I, I have trouble. I can't remember exactly what you said, but you know, when I'm playing in seven at 144 beats per minute, it starts getting rough. You know, some, I think some of us out, out there, it, it's like just you having, knowing the, the um, or having the presence of mind to have the specificity of knowing what it is that you struggle with exactly where, that's a big deal, isn't it? Because it's one thing to just feel like, ah, I'm no good at improvising or I, uh, I can't play single stroke rolls really fast or whatever. But 
but you do what I do, and that is you you've actually quantified and sort of measured wh- where are the limitations, where, where do they where do they lie? That is such a massive part of the internal game of practicing. I love talking about the stuff that's like the less tangible and the less ob- less obvious elements of things, getting sort of deep into the into the psyche or, or you know how the mind works. But but being just in tune enough with with your abilities to know exactly where the problems begin to the tempo or or to the or to the particular challenge um is that something you've always done so well, let me say make sure i'm here okay uh so i have the uh, <laughs> education i love teaching i really do and i've learned a lot about us as people and how we react to things that we're bad at through teaching because I've been I'm there I'm living that right the things I tell my students I'm living and so what I have learned to answer your question is let's assume because it does take a lot of self-policing to know exactly what you're bad at but let's assume you're a guitarist out there or a drummer or vocalist or keyboardist and you're like man I'm I'm bad at improvisation let's assume man I'm bad at improvisation most people you know what they do they stop. They say, man, you know what? They observe. I'm bad at improvisation. Huh? And then they continue doing what they're good at. This is why a lot of people do not progress. And remember, the embers under our bottoms <laughs> are the things that are going to get us to stand up from our burning chair. Mm-hmm. It's not complacency. So here's the what has helped me. I asked the question, why? The question, why? denotes purpose when you ask the question when a child asks why why they're learning or attempting to learn purpose you know why that's why philosophically speaking why is such a powerful question to ask how is a great question as well but it's methodology why is the purpose behind the methodology so if you say to yourself man i'm really bad at improvising you're doing yourself a disservice by stopping at that observation. You should ask yourself the question, why am I bad at improvisation? It's great. And then you might play this, you know, Socratic method with yourself where you say, well, why am I bad at improvisation? Um, well, you know what? I have noticed I, I haven't finished learning all my scales or uh, chordal progressions are very awkward for me once we start talking about blank. Uh, okay. Well, that's what you're self-policing. If you can answer the question why, you don't need to yet answer the question how, you'll get there, right? But give yourself the understanding of purpose first. Why am I bad at improvisation? Well, I haven't memorized my scales. Go memorize your scales. And then see how you apply your scales in a real-world pattern. Um, and, And it's the same thing with anything else. Rhythmically speaking, why is it that at 155 BPM at 7, 8, my foot twitches? Well, it could quite literally be because you lack control in your foot. Well, then take it down by 10 BPM. Answer your own questions because otherwise you'll always be curious in your observations, but never curious enough to make those observations become a purposeful approach to how you're going to improve. It's very easy to say, I'm bad at paradiddles. Okay. Uh, You'd be surprised how many drummers I give lessons to haven't memorized their 40 rudiments or at least 30 of them. That's like a guitarist or a piano, a pianist not knowing their major scales. And, and that's the reality of the situation is that 
musicians, and I know because I used to do this a lot, observe what they're bad at and then just say, huh, and continue doing what they were doing. Yeah, it sounds so simple, happened. but it's it's really not. It's It requires, like, the uh, best way I can think of describing what you're saying, it's, there's a level of processing that it has to occur. For sure, 100%. That's, that's awesome. I, I know you don't have unlimited time. I want to respect that. Um, I don't want to let you go before connecting with you on the martial arts thing. Like we, you and I have so much in common. It's, it's funny. I, I, I learned from many of your social media posts how much we had in common <laughs> from yeah. just observing and, and just kind of chuckling. But we're both heavily into martial arts. Um, both been doing it a long time. For me, I, I don't know about you, but like I, ever since I was a kid, I was always you know fascinated with with karate and just you know Same watching here. watching movies and TVs and stuff like that. And um, you know, there's it goes without saying like there, there you can draw parallels. Anything that's challenging uh, that that you're working on, music, martial arts, you know, whatever whatever it may be, woodworking, a restoration of some sort. You can you can draw these these parallels between these these different things. And for me, there's been so much there's been so much of like the the martial arts mindset that I realized was connected to the musical mindset. But then it, vice versa as well. Like there's I, I can't tell you the number of times I've been teaching someone and I'll use like a, um, a martial arts concept or, you know, to, to describe sure. something or whatever. I mean, do you, are you the same way? Do you? hundred percent. Yeah. It's a 100%. As a matter of fact, my coach was telling me Wednesday, I was talking to him about how I love the fact that as a drummer, I'm already used to using my four limbs. So when I do Muay Thai or boxing, I'm using my four limbs. Uh, and I told him that I really enjoy the parallel and he was like, and that's probably why you've adapted and improved so quickly because you, you see a, conne a connection. It's all patterns. You know, when we throw a one, two, three, four knee or spinning, whatever it is, it's all combinations. And I'll, I will constantly tell my students, as a matter of fact, I believe that sports are a little more cutthroat, you know, objectively when you're bad at Muay Thai, when you're constantly getting kicked in the thigh mm. and you're not checking that kick, well, my defense isn't good. Well, you're gonna have a really bruised leg. And drumming musicians, so I have to relate this to and kind of put a little bit of blame on the the transition in uh, in world history over to what's called the postmodernist ideology. And that hap that's bled into art history, whether it's music or not. We have this like postmodernist idea in art that states that art is purely subjective if it ensure art has is preferential just like ice cream is but i guaranteed you guarantee you if i handed you an ice cream that was disgusting and old and freezer burn you'd be like this is not good you may not prefer that it was vanilla over chocolate but you know when something this doesn't taste good taste good and in music, we've allowed our or sometimes I've seen that people have allowed themselves to fall too much in this subjective category, because in reality, if we look back and we ask the question why we don't really believe that we pay educators to teach us. And if we didn't believe if we believed fully that music was completely subjective, we wouldn't care to improve because it wouldn't matter. Right. 
And in, in the, in, in the music world, we've kind of abandoned to an extent the idea of objective improvement in the, in the world of sports. This is why I love connecting it because it makes my students realize, oh, you know what? I'm not practicing my scales. Oh, you know what? I'm not developing my speed or my technique. I have carpal tunnel or my hands are destroyed. I wonder why. Well, subjectively in your world, you may be complacent. And remember, we said complacency is a cup of poison. And in the martial arts world, when you get kicked in the liver, you know you're getting kicked in the liver. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, <laughs> so I tell my students, look, man, spend time developing. You don't have to be this like virtuoso. But if you have goals and you're not hitting your goals, you have to ask yourself the question, why? Why not? It's not just, eh. It isn't. It can't be. So that's great, man. Great stuff. Um, man, I... The last thing you brought up, we could go deep into there. I hope I hope oh, you'll yeah. hope you'd be willing to join me again for another interview in the we definitely not too distant future. I'd love to walk down that that rabbit hole with you because I've got a lot. Next of time I'll have coffee because well. I feel so left out that I. Oh know. yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a goal for next time. But Richie Martinez, thank you so much for uh, for being with me today, and and more than anything, thanks for for being a part of this this album, and and you're part of the reason that that song came out the way it did. Um, Thank you. So people can check you out where? So on social media, on Instagram for all the cool kids, uh, <laughs> I, I'm there. Richie, the drummer, Richie, the drummer, very basic name. Um, and then on Facebook, you can find me Richie Martinez. I'm, I'm pretty active on both of those. Uh, I just recently started streaming on Twitch and all that. So for those of you that are interested in, in Twitch streaming, just, Come over to my Instagram or my Facebook, and and then I post about all that stuff there. Yeah, um, man, I just got in that world myself. It's it's fun. It I'm is. trying to like route everything appropriately now uh -huh. that I have a new electric kid, and I have to download all kinds of. I'm doing this, playing in the Matrix. It's you know? <laughs> awesome. Um, for anyone that isn't on social media, you know, if you if you're looking to do lessons or anything like that, my email address is richie.a.martinez at gmail.com, and it's R I C H I E. There is no T. That's in right. My name. All right, my friend. Well, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, man. It's always a awesome. blast talking to you. We, we got to do this again. We'll Let's do this again. Do it for again, sure. For, for sure. There's lots and congrats of congrats on the more. on the on the release of the song. It's Thank fantastic. You. Thank you so much, man. I'm oh. gonna listen to it on the car ride to my next meeting. Oh, great, great. That's great. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, cool. We look forward to uh, chatting again, and and um, for the rest of you out there, we'll see you in the next video. We want to take care. God bless.